What up, what up? It's Jason coming at you in the Salty Dogs podcast feed. It has been a while since we've posted an episode. We took some time off. We have been, however, posting shorter episodes with me and Chris called the Piss Puppies podcast at our Patreon. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to share one of our most recent episodes. One of our patrons listened and emailed us and said, you guys ought to release this in the in the main feed. And so we've been meaning to do that to give you guys a little taste of what we're talking about behind the scenes on our Patreon exclusive podcast. And so we appreciate our supporters. We've had some people join through the off season and for uh, five bucks a month, as little as five bucks a month, you can support the podcast with however much money you want for real. But um, we have a tier that's five bucks and it gets you access to exclusive salty dogs content that we're calling pissed puppies. And so just the premise behind that, the idea is that have you ever seen an angry puppy? It's like, it's just cute. Right. And so we still have a bit of a chip on our shoulder in some regards with, um, church and the Christian faith and those things. And you guys know it, and we're working through it. This is, this is our journey. And we're just inviting you into some of the conversations that we're having. And so enjoy my friends, this freebie that is typically Patreon exclusive, patreon.com slash Salty Dogs Podcast, and you can find out more about how to support the show. Season 5 is coming up February, February, did you know there's an R in there? A lot of people say February. It's February 2nd, Groundhog Day. Will the Salty Dog see its shadow? 7 p.m. We're going live on Facebook to record our first episode of the season and it's going to be good. We are ready to get back into the studio. We've had a little bit of an upgrade to our environment, and I'm pretty excited about that. So without further ado, enjoy this freebie Piss Puppies episode. Piss Puppies Podcast. Podcast, Piss Puppies Podcast. Piss My voice podcast. sounds like this. My voice sounds like this. It's super, super deep. I'm a little horse. What's up, man? <laughs> See? A little horse. Yeah, I've had, I've just had uh, the vid, man. No, I haven't had the vid. <laughs> you have not had vid? the COVID. Just had some crap no, I've going had on. The COVID. Hey, so <laughs> yeah, I've just apology. had some drainage in my throat. Yeah, I feel that, bro. Got to sip on that coffee and get that all loosened up. <sighs> Loose. <clears throat> um, yeah. Sorry to our uh, patrons. It's December 2020. Number one, everybody's excited that the year's about to end. But number two, uh, holidays, and so I think. Somewhat foolishly, we thought we'd be able to record two episodes in December, and so we have failed. We apologize. You get one episode, and you get it. Well, at maybe the I can end. record. Maybe I can record a standalone. You can Let's do whatever you rant. want. I might do that because did we meet it in <clears throat> November? Did we hit our goal? I have no idea. Oh, I don't okay. know where we're at, but I'll I mean, record a standalone. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Okay, sweet deal. You ready to dive yes, in? Yes, we love you guys. Yeah, you let's dive in. Life let's updates, or you just want to? No, nah, let's just dive in. Maybe I'll give some life. Well, I don't know. We can give some life updates. So you turned thirty on December twenty fifth, and you you I tasted thirty two beers. I did. I did turn thirty. Yes, you were there. I was so happy that you guys 
were able to come and, and that you guys chilled as long as you did. I wasn't there, there for, for the a minute. good times. I saw your Instagram later and I was not there for that. Well, yeah, that was okay. So yes, we tried, I love craft be- beers. And so, um, which craft beers? We, all craft beers. No, like witchcraft beers. Do you like? Oh, witchcraft. <laughs> no, <laughs> never. War, Warcraft beers. <clears throat> Warcraft beers. I love those. And so ogre juice. Um, mm, so we tried thir- 32 different beers. Um, and that was a lot of fun. Honestly, the hardest part of it was just being full, like not being able to hold any more liquid. So we had to take a couple breaks. But when after you left, I ended up, did you know that we had moonshine? I did not it know was that. like root beer moonshine. I would have and, loved to uh, have tried that. I ended up drinking the whole mason jar that was this big of the moonshine. Oh, dude, you were gonna be t- you were tore up, weren't you, <clears throat> dude? Oh, so what happened was is you can't taste the moonshine. It just tasted like root beer. Oh, really? Like it had no alcohol taste. It tasted like I was drinking pure root beer. But it was like and, uh, full of it. Oh, dude, I was twisted, bro. So twisted I woke sister. up drunk the next morning still oh no of that moonshine yeah it was bad christopher it was you got drunk good. have you repented of your sinful ways nope oh my gosh hey i want to <laughs> do a uh i want to do a uh episode on repentance again just because i feel like my i know we've been talking about that yeah i'm excited season five no, we've been talking about season five yeah, we have been talking about season five. I, I don't know where we're going to go with it. I think I so just to tease season five a little bit, I was telling Christopher the other day, I was like, you know, uh, I'll put this out there. I, I told him I could be perfectly fine shutting down the podcast. And the reason that I said that, <gasps> the reason that I said that was because I, I was growing weary. I just I'm tired of trying to convince people of things. And you mm-hmm. said something really profound. You said, I'm done giving up trying to convince people. I know all I can do is share my experiences. And I was like, yes. And so I think I kind of got caught in a rut thinking that I'm supposed to be changing people's hearts. And we've talked about this before, but no, I'm just sharing where I'm at. And I, I think that season five will entail much of that. Like, hey, here's where I am. And as you guys have heard on Piss Puppies, it's a little more raw. And so I, I may try and not hide where I'm at so much for fear of rejection. I'm just, I'm done with like fear of man. Like, oh, Jason this and Jason yeah. that. Hey, bro, you're not in my shoes. You don't know my journey. You can judge me all right. the heck you want. I love that word, man. I love journey. Like, yeah, it's just such a good word to use to describe this you, thing that we're on. You can say whatever you want. You can think whatever you want. But like me and the Lord, he's he's doing a work in me. And there's a promise of God's liberty. doing a new thing. Yeah. So anyway, that's not, we can go off. That's not why we're here today. Why are we here today? No, no, I'm excited. Well, hold on real quick. And oh, I'll Casey's let you get your to, thoughts out. Sorry. Casey's supposed to be coming back and hanging out with us, right? That's the plan. He's, he says so. It just depends on what happens with his, his job. He's all over. Yeah. yeah. He gets a lot. I'm of excited, man. I'm excited for season five. I got another podcast that I've been um, working on. That's more like for the wedding industry stuff, but Honestly, just talking about that has got me just more excited about podcasting in general. And so even our podcast and <clears throat> a lot of the things that we're working through, me and this, my other co-host, I'm like, oh man, I could carry this over to Salty Dogs and we can implement this and do this. And so I th- I think we've kind of gone just kind of loosey-goosey with this podcast and because it's, it's loosey-goosey in the sense of like, we care, but we're not going to let it stress us out. <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. And, in some senses. And so yeah. I'm from this, what the sounds like, I think we're going to try to 
try to maybe tighten some things up in season five, maybe in a, a good bit. way, maybe not too much, but a little bit. We're going we to tone it up a little bit. We're not going the for relaxing. We just want to tone up around the waist. Yeah. And really just trying to get my triceps showing. Yeah. And, just uh, and your popping glory, and looking good. Glory muscles. <laughs> so let's, dude, you, you got a topic today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're bringing, yeah. you've brought all the topics lately. I, apparently. So um, Casey messaged me the other day and he was like, hey, what do you think of the Hillsong scandal stuff going on? And I was like, the only scandal they're wrapped up in is Jesus's scandalous love. And I was like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> a scandalous um, grace. And I was like, uh, so then I, I looked something up real quick and because I knew there was some things going around about, about Brian Houston. Um, but he was talking about the Carl Lentz scandal and we're not going to talk yeah. too much about that, but you know, Carl Lentz was caught in, um, adultery. He was cheating. And, uh, anyway, so I, I'd found this article and I started just kind of skimming through it. And so, I mean, granted this is vanity fair, um, you know, whatever they're going to report, whatever they want to report. They're secular, so it's not like they're taking any kind of Christian route towards this. But there was right. something that stood out in the article that just kind of hit me, and it and it just it started to grind my gears, right? Mm. And so, <laughs> so let me <laughs> let me read this. So um, I'm not going to read the whole thing; just some excerpts here. But there's this woman named um, Nicole Herman, and uh, she. Let me see. No, wait, wrong person. Sorry. <laughs> A million other people told the tabloid she attended Hillstone College. Okay, so there's this woman named Yolandi who basically with the scandal with Carl Lenz coming out, she then felt like she had an open door. So kind of like a Me Too movement kind of thing. It's like, right, right. oh, you know, I w there was abuse in the church, and and she's like, right. That oh. was one of the that was one of the things on the docket for them that they were investigating was the culture uh, yeah. of the Hillsong campus and like right. basically a, reports of abuse. Yes, reports of abuse. So she sees an opportunity and and tells people like, hey, so I went to the Hillsong College and here's what happened with me. So, um, the part I wanted to read was this. Oh, gosh, I lost it now. Here it goes. So, oh, I didn't I didn't even read this part to you, too, Chris. So check oh, it out. Good. I'm ready. See, so she was supposed to sign a non-disclosure agreement saying that she wouldn't speak about her experiences at the college without approval. So, number one, she's going to attend the Hillsong College, and she has to sign an NDA, which means you can't talk about anything. So she says... Right. She's like, no, I'm not going to sign it. So she doesn't sign the NDA. So why would a, col a Christian college want you to sign an NDA about your experience at the college? What the heck is because, that about? Yeah, because, I mean, they're covering their own, their own butts. Like, talk about... There's, yeah, ahead. talk about non-transparency. Non I mean, it, I right. mean, it just... NDAs just, they seem shady. Like, no, we're not going to talk about this. Keep it hush-hush, you know? Yeah. And it, right. just, it just feels like it's setting it up for something bad to happen. Oh, for sure. It's like, hey, we're going to, it's like, come behind the veil. That's exactly what's happening. Like, hey, step into my lair and you're not going to talk about anything that's going on behind these doors. Like, what yeah. is that crap? Are you freaking kidding me? So anyways, uh, it says that she told the post that the church required a pastor's permission to date and that her behavior was monitored by fellow students at the request of school administration. 
it felt like a reality show. It was really a cult. So, uh. I mean, we could talk about dating culture in the church because I was that guy. Like, I had volunteers. I had people who were on my team. And if they were going to start dating, for some reason, there was, like, this no dating rule. Like, oh, you should. Wait, what? Yeah. I didn't know that. Dude, I so I don't know why, but I put this whole, like, somewhere along the way, I heard somebody talk about, like, Oh, when I went into ministry and I was single, I chose not to date for three years so that I could give the Lord my all and this, that, and the other. So yeah. when I moved to Kansas, I was like, I'm going to give the Lord a year and I'm not going to date for a year. So I had this whole like no dating thing that, that I had going on. But then people around me, like Mark Fritz, he started dating Courtney and I was like opposed to it for no other reason except for religion and interesting yeah it was interesting so that kind of Wild. stuff just drives me crazy it's like why do you have to have the pastor's permission to date but the pastor's not your dad the pastor's not god you right. know what i'm saying so anyways we can go off on Dang. that but that's crazy though that they that they like monitored her life that much to where it, it, it that's so controlling bro oh it's super controlling but they do it under the veil of or under the guise of accountability Oh, we just, want, uh, we just want to hold you accountable. Uh, we. What does that even mean? I, what is, account, hold you accountable? We just want to control you. Accountable Maybe that's what to that holiness? Means? Pretty much. We want to make sure you don't act in a way that goes against what we think is proper behavior. F, man. Yeah. Go, so keep, just, keep going. Ugh. Yeah. So here's where I wanted to get. It says, so Bosch, she starts going to another church on Sundays. And she said she was removed from Hillsong's choir and put into a school program called Refresh, where she was tasked with 20 consecutive hours of unpaid manual labor. She a said week? she was, I don't know, just at one point, you know, who knows? I don't know if everybody Consecutive gets hours? Yeah. So she says she was also threatened with losing her visa. So the church is threatening her to lose her visa? Like, what is that crap? And obviously this is one-sided. I understand there's another side to the story, but we're getting her perception. Her perception is that she was threatened. Her perception is that she was, she was tasked with 20 consecutive hours of unpaid manual labor, right? Like, yeah. so something is happening that is making this girl perceive that this is her experience, right? Right. Unless she's just making this stuff up, but I'm going to tell you that I've, I've worked in churches and I've done enough volunteering and enough events and been to enough conferences to know that like conference staff volunteers are damn near about to fall over. Oh my gosh. We're up all night getting things ready for the big conference the next morning. You know what I'm saying? So here's where it gets crazy. She says she was also threatened with losing her visa before a church conference, a Hillsong doctor that Bosch was told to see when she fell ill allegedly said she was fine while a practice separate oh, from the my gosh. said she had kidney stones. So you got one doctor who's like, nah, you're good. And another doctor says, Hey, you have kidney stones, like kidney stones, bro. You know how much that stuff hurts? Yeah. That's pretty painful. Yeah. So you've got a, a woman who's probably wincing in pain and the doctor's like, nah, you're fine. So then, um, it says Bosch said she was threatened with failing if she didn't work the conference and passed out during her shift. The church reportedly told her to withdraw from school or be expelled, and Bosch withdrew. 
So if any of this stuff is true, tell me, does that church actually care about the welfare of their, their people? I mean, no, it doesn't seem like it based on, on what's been said in this article. Like, no, that it seems like they're worried about their own agenda and agenda being like the things that they have going on, their events, their conferences, their, you know, whatever their mission. So it's like, is that stuff okay? As long as it's tied to Jesus and salvation, I guess Can you just like, treat people like that. If, if, <laughs> if it's tied to a, the greatest purpose, uh, that's what they would say. Here. So you and I have similar ministry experience. Didn't it seem like it would have been the worst thing in the world to like cancel a Sunday or have to cancel an event? Oh my gosh. Yes. But do you, you know why though, right? Tell me why. Cause of tithing mm. because of in-person giving. I specifically remember instances and in having meetings where it was a snow day where they were, you know, <clears throat> everyone's school. I mean, it, it was just bad. We, no one should have been on the roads, but because of a fear of there's still like 20% of people that gave in person. So it was like, Oh, well, if we don't do that, if we don't hold the service, then 20% of people aren't going to give. That so, was the term. That was the language that was being used. Yes. That was the percentage that was used too. So it was like, we need to do this or we're going to be 20% behind. So we can't cancel service or it, the, the, it was waited till the last absolute minute, you know, an hour before service or something like that to cancel, yeah, to cancel. Yeah. And I just say that because it's like, I don't know, I, I'm reading this and I'm thinking about past ministry experience and I'm, I'm thinking about how we treated people and how there was like this expectation and this whole like volunteers, 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 and how it's like, we always need to get volunteers. volunteers. To oh, volunteers. volunteers. When you work them so hard, you make them weep. <laughs> oh man, dude, we had a we had a woman leave the church. If they ain't crying, they ain't dying. To oh self. my gosh, yeah, right. Oh man, <laughs> you never look more like Jesus than when you serve until you weep. <laughs> volunteers, T E A R S. Oh my gosh, you, you will you will serve so hard you'll cry. No, I just think about the expectations that we had on people. So there was this, there was this woman, I mean, it was all about volunteers, dude. It was like, you got to have the volunteers, you got to have the volunteers. And so that was usually the only reason you messaged somebody was like, Hey, you're going to be here this morning. You know, Hey, are you on your way? Um, so we had this lady who was volunteering in kids ministry and then she just stopped coming to church and, uh, nobody, I don't remember if we reached out or what we did, but Eventually, later on, she got to a place to where she felt like she could be honest with us. And she said, you know, she said, I just got so exhausted from volunteering in the kids ministry that I just stopped coming to church. She said, I didn't want to I didn't want you guys to hate me if I stepped out of volunteering. That's what she said. You know what's crazy, dude, is she probably had conversations with friends and family. And she's just like, I'm just tired. I'm just so tired. And they're like, F that church, man. Like, you don't work for them. Like, Like, you're doing this to yourself. You need to remove yourself from the situation mm-hmm. and like mm. how right that actually was like, yeah, yeah. You don't you know need what that. I remove yourself of? from that. So, you know, the Psalm 23 where it says he leads me by still waters. He makes me to lie down mm-hmm. in green pastures. Yeah. I just imagine a shepherd like whipping the sheep saying, hurry up, make the pastures green and make that water stop flowing. 
Dang. Like, till till the ground, plant the seed, water the soil, like making the sheep cultivate the green pastures so that they can have other sheep come and lie down. You know what's crazy is that what if by that woman step adding ministry that was the Lord leading her to greener pastures of rest? Whoa! Dang! Imagine that. She's just like, you know, I just was praying over Psalm 23 and the Lord said, I'll lead you to still waters and make you lie down in green pastures. But it means that you're going to have to step out of your current church situation. Oh, and then, and then and then she tells you that and you're like, no, nah, that's not right. No, nah, that's not God. <laughs> that God ain't, that that. ain't it. God that wouldn't tell you to do that. Hey, I'm your kingdom spiritual. has to be built. I'm your I'm your last pastor. OK, so I'm still your spiritual head. And so it is my job to attend over you and care for your soul. So I just have to tell you that you're wrong. That's not God. God wouldn't say that to you. <sighs> That's the Bro, language. Of I mean, abuse. how many how many times have you heard? Oh, the language of abuse. Mm. So is that something that's like when a pastor would say something like, "That's not God. You didn't hear from God. Mm-hmm. Like God wouldn't say that." The Pretty language much. of abuse, bro. Yeah. That's a good podcast title. Ooh, look at season God, five coming together. God didn't say in a, that in a pissed puppies podcast. <clears throat> so I don't know where I was going with that. I just felt like it could open up some some conversation, maybe even around the culture of culture of abuse within church just when it comes to volunteerism, like it's just the expectations that they place on you and the amount of control that they, they try and have over you. And they, they do it all in the name of love, right? Like, you know, Hey, you know, God's reaching oh, 100%. He's reaching people through our church and, you know, it takes time, energy and resources um, and so we just really need people to give everything they can possibly give because what's the cost of a soul? You know, if you, it's like, Hey, if that, if that woman had died volunteering, right. If she had somehow her kidney burst and she just died on the spot, they would have spun it to be like, look, she served to make this conference happen. And 492 people gave their lives to Christ. And so she literally gave her life for the cause of the gospel. Is that not what that's they would so say? so dangerous, man. You God. know what I mean? No, that's right. No, you, no you're 100% right. That's what they would say. That's what they would um, say. It's just stupid. Except maybe if you would have cared for the well-being of the person, she may have actually lived and had a greater impact. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all hypothetical, but is that right. not what they would say? Would they not pull the PR, or the, the gospel PR print, you know, like, oh, that's a good one. The gospel, gospel PR. PR. I mean, churches do that, right? Somebody leaves and... And they don't say that they were upset with leadership and left. Oh, God called them to a new venture. And so we're just going to bless them and we're just going to send them. <laughs> Bro, that literally, why are you describing my story? That was literally my story. With like, who? That you know day. with who? That one day. Yeah. yeah. The the whole thing where, where I left and the church that we were both working at. And um, wait, did I leave before you or did you leave before me? Oh, we were gone. Yeah, when did already, you guys? We had already created the part. Oh, oh, that's right, because we were there like the next week. Yeah, because you guys came <laughs> um, and hung out with us on a Sunday night. Yeah. Um. No, that was the whole thing. I mean, I was told like, "Hey, we're gonna have this meeting. We're gonna invite the parents and and all the kids here. You're not allowed to say a word." So I had to stand on stage and I couldn't say anything. And this pastor oh, basically said, "Hey, Chris is being called to something else." He is being sent out. He's being blessed, and and he's gonna go change lives somewhere else. We're so thankful for the time that we had him. Except all of a sudden, no, that wasn't the case. I wasn't being called anywhere. I was literally the place that I was being 
called was called away. That's like, was the phrase is like, God's telling me to leave this, not yeah. to step into something new, but because yeah. of your leadership. Like, oh, is that what you told him? I said, yes. Here's what I said. I said, blank. That's his, the person's yeah. name. name. God is calling me away uh-huh. to step out of this church because of your disobedience. <gasps> that was the phrase, dude, that God put on my heart. Now, I don't know how I feel about that saying that now, but yeah, well, back then you, I believed that. Yeah, sure. But I mean, wasn't it a good and thing? And I really felt, out? and I really felt like I needed to use that exact phrase. Wow. Oh yeah, it was a great, it was a great thing. The gospel PR, that's another episode. I'm writing these down. Gospel PR, how we spin things to like fit the kingdom narrative when it's to like hide conflict and division. Yep. It's ugly, bro. And I mean, we're not here to just expose the dark underbelly <clears throat> of Christian ministry in America <laughs> and just to say, hey, this is terrible. You know, I don't have an answer for right. it. I don't know what to do, but you have to have conversations around it and you can't act like it's not happening. That's the thing. People like to act like it's not happening. Right. Well, and, and the crazy thing about that is like people act like it's not happening, happening. When there is a group of people, I don't know what the percentage is, if the 80-20 rule is a thing, you know, 80% of the people just come and 20% of the people do the work. Mm -hmm. You have that 80-20 role and you have these 20% volunteers that are in volunteer roles and higher levels of leadership, but not staff. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'd, I'd say that like, gosh, probably 2% of that 20 are victim, maybe even more than maybe 5% of, of people are kind of victim to this, like feeling used feeling abused and to yeah. just go ahead and, and pretend like it doesn't exist is, is to, oh, what's the phrase I'm trying to say is to basically deny the trauma and abuse that they've gone through. It's to like undermine, to not agree with, um, that's not the word I want to use, but you're basically not acknowledging yeah. the really shitty things that you've put someone through you being the church. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know. Well, what happens, dude, it's I mean, it's classic case of abuse is when you express podcast title classic case of abuse. Why not? Dude? <laughs> it's a classic case of abuse when you over and over you express your concerns in hopes to be heard and understood and you are constantly rejected. Or your experience is minimized, your feelings are minimized. Ooh, that's a that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. They're being minimized for the sake of the gospel and the work of the kingdom. Oh well, it's it's also people not being able to see the error of their ways. You're married, like there are times where you, where you just don't see the error in your way, and you just think you're right, and so then you are constantly tr- trying to win the argument because but you want to be right. People- What's keeping your, people that's making them feel right, though? What is that thing? Yeah. Oh. Like, like the, what, the Lord, what is it? I'm doing what the Lord's called me to do. And if you don't like right. it, well, you can get out of my way because that's... So they have the truth on their side. A pretty truth. much, yeah. A form of truth. Right, a form of truth. But that's what happens in our relationships, too. And so then over and over and over again, you get your spouse who tries to come to you and express how they're feeling and what their concerns are. But you're always trying to win the argument and so then you've essentially what you're doing is 
you're creating hopelessness in your spouse mm, that dang. anything will ever change. And so then when you have a real conversation and you're actually open and you say, well, why don't you tell me this stuff? And they're like, I tried to tell you like 50 times over the past six years and you've constantly rejected me. Jeez. Right. Jiminy crickets. And so in a marriage, it's, it's, it's a lot harder to get out of marriage than it is to, to get out of a church. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, like, that's that a quote. Did you like that? What did you say? Say that again. So it's a lot harder to get out of a marriage than it is to get out of a church. So like you can, I mean, you can walk away from a church. Yeah. Right. I mean, you have to really, you should now there should always, you should always shoot for conflict resolution, but I'm talking about classic case of abuse. Like if you are constantly over and over and over again, I mean, what happened with us? We were like, man, I talked to him and it seemed like he was receptive, but then there wasn't any change and it was over yeah, and over no, it's and like, over it's again. Like, it's like in a, 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 a person, you know, husband or wife in an abusive relationship who constantly have these these uh, conversations with their spouse and they're like, hey, listen, you do these things and they hurt me. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, listen, you do these things and I just don't think they're right. And they never change. They say yep. they're going to yep. and they don't. Or they say, you know what? You shouldn't be hurt by that because that's not what I meant. That's not what I right. intended. That's not my intention. And then you get all kinds of manipulation that goes on. Dude, it's crazy. It's It goes deep, but I don't know. It happens. You know, I know, I know we said we weren't going to dive too much into the um, Carl Lentz stuff, but so I actually went down this rabbit hole of YouTube videos the other day. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, I watched like six different videos of like people talking about the Carl Lentz scandal, including like um, like some interviews with him. This was pre-scandal. And then I watched a message of his <clears throat> that he gave at Elevation Church. Let me say this about Carl Lentz. I couldn't even listen to what he was saying for a few reasons. Like I couldn't focus on what he was saying, not because I didn't want to, but because I was so distracted. I was distracted by how good looking he was and how tight his shirts were. Yeah. And how his freaking man bulge was just looking the, at me in the face. The, the Lord <laughs> needs to deal with your homosexuality and then you can hear the word from Carl Lentz. <laughs> He'll sure. take that away, Chris. Just give it to him. <laughs> Just hand it over. Oh, Put man. The cross. That dude's biceps are unreal. Okay. He's a good looking guy, right? Yes. Dress as well. So, and then and the hip. second thing, the second thing is all I could, I was enamored and marveled by his communication abilities and how he was working the room. Like the guy, like I look at him and I go, holy shit, this guy could be a comedian and like I look at him in the way that a comedian commands a room and Bill Burr, you, know, you got all these other guys that are just masters at their, their mm -hmm. comedic craft mm -hmm. and they just know exactly what they're doing to get the exact reaction that they want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, I was just blown away at like, wow, you put this guy on a stage and put him behind a cause of uh, homelessness of uh, ending, you know, sex trafficking of doing this, uh, maybe even in a political arena or a comedian or some sort of performer, like the guy is going to succeed no matter what it is, as long as right. he has a microphone, because he is so good at what he does. Yeah. And I was blown away by it. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember what his message was about, but I just remember like, damn, that was good. <clears throat> 
then I listened to this this episode about Joe Rogan actually talking about the Carl Lentz thing. Have you seen that clip? I haven't. Tell me about Dude, it. You need to go watch it because he basically he he basically it's it's they talk about Carl Lentz and then it's like Joe Rogan on uh mega church pastors. And oh. he, Joe Rogan is connecting these dots. Like if who Joe Rogan, who is pretty open minded, who, um, you know, is 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 respects like people's spiritual journeys, whether you're Buddhist or or you know whatever you are, Christian. Yeah. Like he has a respect for that. Mm-hmm. For him to look at it and go, wow, you know, like there's this guy who claims, you know, to be like this leader and this follower, and then who's like falling, and so he's just making all of these connections to morality and Christianity. But then he starts getting on this route of like, of how can you not expect a mega church pastor to fail? Because what they're on is just as addicting as a drug. And then he starts Ooh. describing like the hits that come from it uh-huh. uh, and talking about like just this ego boosting and how good it feels yeah. to be in charge. And then he starts talking about the authority that comes with that and how it's so oh dangerous. Like this guy's not even in the the mega church world or the church world. And he's able to draw these lines and see these parallels mm. that come from the authority and like someone viewing you as a God, like no one can survive that. No one can live on that mountaintop right. is what he's basically getting mm-hmm. at and saying like, people are looking to you as the ultimate source of truth. Like that's gotta feel good. Mm-hmm. How, how the heck can you, you know, not want to live and exist in that space? Yeah. So it's just, it was crazy to hear Joe Rogan talking about it. That's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, we could do a whole, and, and so here's what I'll say. There are some people who endure the length of of that kind of leadership um, and don't fall morally in that kind of stuff. But it's not to say that they don't endure some sort of... Well, let me ask you this question. Yep. What is moral failure? Is moral failure just cheating on your wife? I guess. I mean, that seems to be the... That seems to be the definition. Because you listen, know, everyone has moral failure. Moral failure. Every pastor. Yeah. But I think that when we talk about moral failure, people's minds go to cheating, cheating. on their spouse. Yeah. Like that's th- it, those two things are synonymous. You'd be like, well, he had a moral failure. What? He cheated on his wife? No, he lied to an employee. Wait, what? That's not that big <laughs> yeah. deal. Oh, he lied. Oh, big deal. Yeah. No, well, he, you know, his neighbor got a new V, you know, got a new BMW and he coveted it. You know, and he, or he had a moral failure. What did he do? Was he boning his neighbor? No, he went to Golden Corral and had six servings. Gluttony, bro. Like, yeah, it's, it feels like it's only used to describe three potlucks in one afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) He agreed with his, his speaking of that, bro, I can't remember. I can't remember the name of the, what'd you say? He agreed about something with his Buddhist coworker. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, um, I would love to do an episode on like the different Bible characters mm-hmm. and their sin and how they were still a major part of the the biblical narrative. Um, Ooh. I mean, people played major roles and they had major sin in their life, you know? And so it makes me wonder like, how the know, argument how, that you're going to get into there is people are going to go, yeah, but God still hated the sin. God never condoned it and he never accepted it when and that's, well, that's where the other people are going to oppose it. From. Well, that's fine. You can say that, but he, he didn't, he didn't beat the sin with hate. He beat the sin with love. 
Dang. That's what, I mean, love covered the multitude of sins. So anyways, I, I just, I have a lot of thoughts on that. I was going to say one quick thing and then we can go because I know I need to get out of here. You're talking about gluttony. And I think that's, I started writing an article or uh, writing a blog and I didn't finish it, but I think gluttony is one of the, one of the major, if not the most overlooked sin in the American church is gluttony. Um, yeah. Cause it could be <clears throat> gluttony can apply to anything, not just food. Dude. I saw this more. guy. What about pastors who are like more, we need more people. We need more butts in the seats. More, 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 more. I'm gluttony a glut. Like, I can be a glutton for some. I'm a church attendance. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can talk about that, but I saw this pastor, this guy, he must've been like five, five, six, five, seven. And I mean, the guy had to be like six feet wide. Um, he had to weigh 600 pounds easy Dang. and, and he was on stage, mega church pastor, like the son of a mega church pastor down in Florida, probably like Pentecostal and on, did he have a Tallahassee accent? No, <laughs> on, uh, on stage joking about how fat he was. And I'm like, bro, you got like three years before you fall over dead. And you're joking about that. Oh, haha, ha, I'm fat. Have you seen yourself? You're not just fat, you're morbidly obese and your wife is probably going to be widowed in the next three years and you're not going to see your kids grow up and you're joking about it. You know what I'm saying? Jeez. Like your arteries are probably caked with freaking cholesterol or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, right. It's dude, no laughing matter. It's no laughing matter. And everybody in the church is, oh, ha ha, our pastor's so funny. No, he actually has a major issue that should be gotten under control. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, seriously, yeah. you can't look at somebody like that and say they don't have an issue. Mm. I don't know. Anyways, I, I'm not trying to like diss on morbidly obese people. I'm just saying I've seen You're just going along like this is an I've overlooked seen somebody thing. laugh at the fact that they are majorly unhealthy. Oh, ha ha. You know what I'm saying? Some of that stuff is probably coping, you know, kind of like a, what is it? It's a coping self? mechanism. Let me joke what about is it. Called? Like, taking it seriously because I'm hopeless. Yeah. I do that too. I get hopeless and then I yeah. joke about things. But anyways, you got a roll, huh? Uh, Yeah, I got, I got like one or two minutes. We can, um, yeah, whatever you just kind of talk a little bit. I'm say. just, dude, I, I am excited about season five, man. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm getting excited. It would be cool to, uh, uh, is there a way for like people to, I mean, I guess they could email us, but um, I'd be interested to hear maybe just some things that people might want to hear about, you know, that they may want us to, to cover and talk. It's just always good to have those options. Not that we cover every single one of those things, but sometimes, because some a lot of the times we've hit on stuff in the past, you know, we've done an in-depth episode and so... But sometimes yeah. it's just good to get some other perspectives. Sure. Uh, I, I truly do wonder where our audience is. Um, if we look at like in their faith journey. Mm -hmm. So I think the podcast started out um, season one in this like very reverent, respecting kind of place, dropping some some deeper Bible nuggets. Um, but for the no, seriously, for the most part, still being Nerds. very respectful. Dropping and those then it to, and then it started to trend in a saltier direction, uh, culminating in its epitome of saltiness when I 
jumped on full time in season three. It's <laughs> and then I was just pissed and shitting on the church uh, uh, in season three. Then coming around in season four to really questioning, I would say season four was our big deconstruction uh, um, kind of series. And then even into season five, season four and season five, we've just been deconstructing these ideas, talking about them, picking them apart, dissecting them, all of that stuff, yeah. um, and exploring these different ways of thinking. So I wonder if people still... And there's a, there's the different phases of the deconstruction. There's the pissed and angry and hurt, and then I kind of feel like we're coming to this place of just acceptance. Mm-hmm. But then there's this rebuilding phase that people you know yeah. want to see, and I wonder if people are there yet mm. or where they are at in that phase. Yeah. Well, so this is this is good for our patrons to hear. But I was going to say, let's just use this last part of our recording to. Uh, I can clip this out and then we can ask Facebook Yeah, and we'll just put it up there and see what people have to say. So, um, yep. So what's up, Facebook? What up, Facebook? What up, Bookface? What up, up, Facebook? It's your boy, Jason, with the Salty Dogs podcast coming at you live from anyways. Hi, nice to meet me. I'm Jason, (laughs) co-host of the Salty Dogs podcast. Anyways, what's Uh, up, guys? so, So Chris and I just finished recording a Pissed Puppies episode on Patreon. So patreon.com slash salty dogs podcast, and you can um, get exclusive content. And so we've been trying to do uh, bonus episodes for a patron, um, but we got on the topic of season five. And so we just want to put this Talked out there about f- it. for you guys to maybe give a little bit of insight. Christopher's, he, he just expressed wondering where you guys are um, in this, in your faith journey, uh, maybe you've followed along season one, two, three, four in our, in our podcast. And we're just kind of looking at season five, trying to figure some things out. So Chris, can you talk a little bit about what you just said before we were recording this? Yeah. So I'm just going to, the podcast has grown and changed and evolved over, you know, the last four seasons and rightfully so, because I think that's a testament to us growing and changing and, and shifting. Um, Season one was kind of most people would say we've grown. They'll probably say we've digressed. (laughs) <laughs> we've changed we'll say that we've we've changed um our thoughts our viewpoints were you know our stances on stuff um our interactions with god all of that and so season one when i if i had to like characterize it i'd say it's a very uh holy just reverent respectful <laughs> taking these topics and just picking them apart and talking about holiness and consecration and it's you know a, just all of these very positive like things this. Welcome to the Salty Dogs podcast. Okay. Here we are. Um, yeah, that whole thing. And so, and then and that, that continued into season two a little bit. I think you guys started to tackle maybe a little bit more controversial topics. And then I joined in season three full time and I was just pissed off at the church and mad at and the world. And it just came so, apart. The wheels yeah, fell off. It was, it was, I've never seen so much salt in my entire life and it, it was bad. <laughs> So I was just very mad and hurt at the church. And so all of that came through. And then uh, season four um, leveled out quite a bit, but continued to just tackle these topics and explore different viewpoints that were outside of what we've grown up with and what we've heard and what we've known. Uh, And just nothing was off the table, essentially, to explore and to basically hold it up and go, okay, God, I've been taught this thing my whole life. What do you think about this? Do you want to re- reorganize the way that I view this and all this stuff. So nothing was off the table. 
that continued in season uh, four. Um, And then here we are in season five. So if I had to look at it, I think there's this journey and progression that people go on when they are exploring their faith. And maybe it begins with hurt and then goes into anger and then goes into exploration and then deconstruction. And then at some point along the way, there's some reconstruction that begins to happen where people start to like try to put pieces back together. So I'm just wondering where the mass majority, like if, if we were to say, oh, maybe there's 35 40% 40% of our viewers are in this category and then everything else is broken. Like down. where are, so you, so you want to know where people are maybe the average, like where's our average, where's the average of our viewer at in their faith? Like our listeners. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. So, listeners. so what do we, so what do we want them to do? Email us um, or drop a comment? Like, I mean, hey, where if, you you're on, your faith? if you're on Facebook, it'd be great if you dropped a comment, you know, just below and just let us know, maybe we can clip this and throw this in the feed too, uh, in the podcast feed and have people email us. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Salty dogs podcast at gmail.com or go to saltydogspodcast.com. Man, I haven't even touched that website. So it's same old content, but we're gearing up. Um, we're me, getting Casey, ready. me, Casey and Chris are really excited about, I say we're really excited. Um, I mean, see it's, it's here and we'll see. We're planning. Uh, we're huh? starting to plan. We're yeah, we're planning. Plan. We're planning, so I'm sure I'll be excited once we get at the table. And we're like, we're here, we made it, season, season five. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> hey, how many episodes in are we? I don't even know. I'll have to count. Have but... we hit a hundred yet? <clears throat> I don't think we've hit a hundred episodes actually. Mm-hmm. But you were asking me the other day about listens, and I actually, it was pretty surprising. We've had about seventy-five thousand listens since the 75, inception. Thousand of the podcast. So running three years. So it's about 2000 listens per month, maybe a little bit more, but, um, that's pretty amazing. 75 K is no, it's no joke. It's nothing to joke about. Mm -hmm. And if it continues to trend the way it has, and actually listens have gone up during the off season. And that wasn't the case last season. It wasn't. So people are still finding us. Like we got an email from somebody in Puerto Rico the other day who was just like, Hey, I searched that Christian was awesome. podcast on Spotify and found you. And I'm like, yes, still showing up in the search. So not everybody jives with the content. And so I know it's not for everybody, but um, we get some good emails every once in a while. People saying you guys are talking about exactly where I'm at. And so we're yeah, pretty dude, That's always encouraging. That. When we get those emails that are people are like, listen, I've been thinking through this and I've been struggling, wrestling. And then you guys just put some words and brought some clarity to something mm-hmm. that I've been trying to figure out for a while. Yeah. Uh, it makes hey, it all you- worth it. Why don't you real quick tease out a couple of those episode titles that we kind of came up with just a second. Yeah, yeah. so we just uh, recorded a Piss Puppies episode, and there was just some some topics that we got on. Uh, the language of abuse. Ooh. Uh, I, I thought that was pretty pretty good. The gospel PR. Gospel PR. <laughs> um, those are two. There was another one. It's not a really, uh, but basically talking about the classic form of church abuse. Um, classic form of we, abuse, yeah. Yeah, classic form of abuse. And then there was another episode that we didn't have a title for, but uh, basically talking about the different Bible characters and the sin that they've dealt with in their life that we know about uh, through Scripture and how mm-hmm. God still used them mm-hmm. uh, in these mighty, mighty ways. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited so, about that one. I've I, Out of all of those, the gospel PR, bro, what? So just real quick to tease that out, gospel PR, it's it's the way that churches will spin things that have happened with staff or in the ministry to save face from stage 
but that's not actually what happened behind closed doors. Dang. Gospel PR. How like how how are we going to communicate this so that it doesn't X Y and Z? And yeah, essentially, it, what it the is, phrase, it ends the up phrase being you manipulation. Used was, yep, how we spin things to hide uh, to hide conflict mm-hmm. that exists. <sighs> All for yeah. the sake of the gospel, baby, saving those <laughs> souls. Woo! And it and I said earlier, it's not just to expose the dark underbelly of what's going on, but it's to have conversations that nobody's having because these things happen and people don't address it. Right. And, it, and what there it are real, down there's to, real people who are hurting behind that stuff. Yeah. What what it boils down to is like, hey, let's just be honest about where we are. Everybody's trying to put on a face, everybody's trying to wear a mask. You know what I'm saying? Like, anyways, I just I want to be more transparent in my life. And I think that transparency is like, it's gold in this. It really is. Ooh, transparency is gold in this fake economy. Oh, dang, that's good. Son? We'll just, we'll just end on that, huh? I like that. We miss in this you, we fake miss ass you guys. world. Whoa. Pastor Jason. <laughs> good God. I'm sorry. You need to go repent, son. I know. That's funny. I will. And we'll have to have a conversation about what is repentance and how does it happen? Because I don't know if it's me or who does it. How does it work? I couldn't even tell you. Well, you're just a dumb Christian then. Apparently so. (laughs) Apparently so. We're pumped, y'all. We're excited. We can't wait to see you guys. Season five. When is that? We're going to be recording. February 2nd. First episode date. We'll Tuesday, be going live that day as well, right? Tuesday, February 2nd at 7 p.m. on your local Facebook channel. All right. I got to roll out. Cool. I got to run too. Bye, guys. Peace. We'll see you see guys ya. later.